When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the Girls and Boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Coming down to Branch, catches at the 25, finds a seam at the 35, to the 45, up the middle to the 40. He won't be touched. Zachariah Branch, touchdown USC. Wow. Kicking off hour number two here on Herd at Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. Connor Kavalak here with me as well. We are brought to you by Warhorse Sportsbook, uh, best place in Nebraska to place your sports bets. You can do it in Lincoln or in Omaha at Horseman's Park. It is a place where you can do uh, straight bets, props, parlays, live in-game betting. You can also... Uh, bet on nearly every major sporting event. Make sure you check out the Warhorse Casino app for a full list of house rules uh, and all the details there. That's Warhorse Sportsbook. No bets, no glory. Joining us now on that Warhorse Sportsbook hotline is our guy Michael Severe, the executive director of the Jet Award Foundation. Michael, how are you this morning? I am good. Look at you hanging with my buddy CK. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Way to go. How do, you, how, do you, how do you guys know each other? So I've done uh, Connor's podcast, and his mom owns Nebraska Brewing Company, where that's our landing spot on the 50-mile march. And so I've known his mom for a few years, and I've known Connor for about a year or so. Perfect. Well, I, I told Connor after I did the podcast, I got a, I got a uh, Facebook friend request from Kim Cavillac, and I go, hey, who, who is that? And he goes, oh, it's my mom. I was like, ah, oh, that makes sense. That's a mom move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's all, that's all right there. Uh, Michael, I know you've been – how long have you been with the Jet Foundation now? A little over a year? Oh, no. Just, well, as the executive director since July, I, um, I volunteered with them since the beginning, since they first got started in 2011. They needed somebody to kind of be the media coordinator okay. and put together the voting process. And so I've been along with, for the ride, but just since July as executive director. So as your role as executive director, like, what does that look like? Like, what is your day-to-day in terms of how, how you operate this foundation? 
Well, there's a lot of meetings. I go on a lot of meetings. Uh, here's a great example. Yesterday I was over at Iowa Western because currently we raise money for the Johnny Rogers Career Technical Scholarship, which goes to kids who want to go into the trades at Metro. But there's a number of students over in Council Bluffs and Pottawatomie County, and they don't have the same kind of scholarships over there like we can offer. So I'm talking with Iowa Western about expanding our scholarship program over there to their college so those kids in Pottawatomie County can go to school for free if they major in the trade. So it's stuff like that. I'm trying to raise money, obviously. You meet with people, make sure that they understand what you're doing in terms of the scholarship and the award. Um, it's a lot It's a lot of meetings. Currently, I'm driving to Lincoln to record Big Red Wrap-Up, but in general, it's usually meeting with somebody about the foundation or about the scholarship, just trying to expand it, you know. Michael, uh, speaking of the actual award, the semifinalists yeah. came out. Zachariah Branch from USC, Jacob DeJesus from UNLV, and Jaden Harrison uh, from Marshall. How, um, I know that there's a kind of a panel. How do those, uh, how do those semifinalists get chosen and how will the ultimate winner be chosen? So it's, it's really a different award than almost any other award out there because of the fact that many times your best returners will be first-year players because that's who's back there a lot of times on kickoff and punt return. So, like, for example, Zach Ryan Branch, he's got a true freshman, you know, and then other guys will pop off. Maybe they don't return at all their freshman and sophomore year. There's an injury, and all of a sudden they're now a junior, but they're doing the return. So it's a, it's a really different award, and every week it really is a change. You know, if you have a great offensive lineman, whether it be the Outland or for the Remington for the center award, you know that guy coming in, you know all season long. Well, you can have a weekend where a guy gets two kickoff returns in a weekend, all of a sudden it becomes a favorite for the award. So it's a little bit different. I have a panel of 13 guys. This is the 13th year. Guys like Dennis Dodd and Phil Steele. Um, some local guys like Sam McEwen are on there too. So I try to make sure that we had a good mixture from around the country. And then as the season goes along, I send them notes. I'm like, Here's, here are the guys who are the hot candidates right now. I got a mid-season award. Then I sent them a list of 15 guys that were uh, best in combined returns, kickoff and punt. The uh, guy who led the punt return in terms of average, guys who have touchdowns. And so I send that to them constantly so they can keep up. And then I sent them a list just a couple weeks ago of the top 10 guys, and I put all their stats and sent that to them. And I put a list together on one of the survey accounts, and I had them just rank them, one through actually 11. It was 11 guys. And they ranked them, and we took the top three. And it, it's a good list. you got the guy who leads in kickoff return average, the guy who leads in punt return average, the guy who leads in combined returns. And one of the most exciting players in college football when you talk about um, DeJesus, who nobody really knows at UNLV, but if you ever watch them going through this amazing season, he constantly made plays out of the backfield as a wide receiver and as a returner. So it's a, it's a good list. It's just it, it's changed a lot. You know, kickoff and punt return try to devalue it a little bit. It's a little bit different, but still, this year, we had more kickoff and punt return touchdowns than we had last year, and we're only one off how many we had two years ago, and ten more than three years ago, so it did pick up a little bit this year. Uh, Michael, so you do have a you do have a hand in kind of in kind of putting the pool together, but then the football writers yeah. kind of choose how which guys actually is that right? Yeah, yeah, we did because, like for example, I would have loved for Cooper DeGene to mm. be in that final three yeah. because of the proximity, because people know him. But you know, I mean, he missed the last three games of the season. That's tough. He really only had the one touchdown return. He had the one called back. So I would have loved to see him in the package, but that's not who they voted for. So I, I just go with those. And also, Johnny Rogers gets a, a vote as well. And um, Coach Reed, William Reed, longtime football coach at Central, 
who's, who helped start this award, those guys get a vote as well. So it's 15 total people voting for the semifinalists. And then all the former voters, all the former winners will also vote for the winner when we do that uh, in about a month. All right, Michael, let's uh, change gears here a little bit now. People, that award will be given out April 4th uh, at the Jet Award Gala. So uh, keep, a, keep an eye on the Jet Award social media uh, accounts for more updates on that if you want to be a part of that. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Nebraska, though. We've, we've, uh, first of all, are any of these guys on the semifinal or any of the pool wanting, wanting to transfer to Nebraska? Anybody available? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I, 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 tell you, I tell you this, Robbie. I truly miss, and I know we turned everything to Nebraska, but I truly miss when, and over the years this has happened, where a freshman popped up mm-hmm. out of nowhere, whether it was a J.D. Spielman or was a Mario Pilsenel, or go all the way back to a guy like, this, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, I, uh, several guys that have popped up like over DeLon the years. Like Gross back I, in the day? Ron Gross, exactly what I was thinking about. He's actually our legacy award winner this year. Nice. We're going to give him an award because, you know, from 2000 to 2002, he was a dynamic guy. But I do miss the true freshman at Nebraska all of a sudden being this great return. I should have said Amir Abdullah, same thing, you know, yeah. return against Fresno State. So I miss that, but no, it, there's, there's no, I don't know if anybody's transferred to Nebraska. Well, I mean, listen, maybe just feel it out a little bit. Yeah. I, don't tamper at all, but maybe just feel it out a little bit for me. You can tamper a little. <laughs> you can tamper a little. You're not on I'm staff. Not you can say terrible. whatever you want, man. <laughs> uh, Mike, no, it, there, I will say yeah. there is something, uh, like there's just a different feel about the, like a, a big punt or kick return, right? Like it has such a different impact on the game than, than just a normal big play, and that's part of the reason. I mean, you know, the the, the founder and namesake of the award, uh, you know, Johnny Rogers, has obviously one of the most famous punt returns of all time. Uh, so I, I love that you guys do this, that you honor these guys that a lot of times don't, you know, have the other counting stats as either receivers or or other positions. Some sometimes they do. You mentioned a guy like Cooper DeGene, who obviously is a you know an NFL caliber. Defensive back, but I do think it's really cool that you honor these guys that are, you know, maybe have this very special skill set, and, and that's their biggest way that they contribute to the team. It's, it's a pretty cool. That's why you know Johnny created it. Yeah, you go back to 2010 when ESPN came out with their all 100 year of college footballs, and, and it kind of went through all the best players in every position. And they didn't have anybody for return specialists, right? And, they, and they're and they like, wait, this is a mistake. So uh, Dan Jenkins goes out and puts together a list of the top three all-time returners. Johnny was on there. Deion Sanders was on there. Um, and so Johnny was like, you know what? We need to have an award for this. And so he came to us, and um, and we helped, put it together, helped him put it together. And out of all of the award shows, and I've been to a few of them. I've been to the Remington. I've been to the Outland. Um, there's no one that has better package in terms of it plays than, than ours, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's great to see an offensive line pull or offensive line pull. Blitnikoff's <laughs> got some wide receivers that make big plays, but to have a guy return the, for 100 yards or to have a guy bring back a punt by breaking three or four tackles, it's why Johnny calls him the baddest man on the planet because it, I don't know if you've ever returned a punt before, but you're standing there with your head up in the air. You're looking. Oh, it's you horrifying. For a it's horrifying. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So for a kickoff return, even though you got more time, you're running into essentially 10 guys that are thinking, if I get a huge hit, that may help me end up playing 
on the regular down. Yeah. And so we're trying to kill you then. And so it's 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 one of the hardest jobs in sports. Uh, it gets doesn't get as much recognition. But when it happens, when the touchdown happens, it is the most exciting play in sports. Besides maybe the Hail Mary, which I, I personally have an affinity for. Other than that, it's the most ex- exciting uh, play in sports. Uh, Michael, I, I have a request for you. Let me see, see if you can do yeah. this for me, all right? Um, okay. Since you are the executive director, how much how much input do you get in the Legacy Award winners? Uh, a lot. So it's, it's uh, William Reed, who is our, uh, like I said, co-founder of, of the award. He kind of has this formula he puts together, and he goes back year by year and finds who were the best two or three returners that year and then puts them into a, a, a list. And then when we come to the point where we need another legacy award, he goes to that list, pulls somebody out, uh, and that's, that's basically it. But I have a little bit of uh, – I, I work with him when we're putting together the list. Okay, so I, I might need you to fudge the numbers on this because I don't know what his entire numbers are, but I need you to okay. get Peter Warwick to Omaha for me so I can meet him. Now, Peter Warwick is someone that we have pursued in the past uh, to do this. I know we have. I don't know what year it was, but I know he's on that list. Devin Hess is on the list. Peter Warwick's on the list. And the grand poobah on the list is Deion Sanders. I sure. know those are three people that Coach Reed really wants to bring to town for the Legacy Award. But I, I will look at it. I know Peter, I'm pretty sure it's next year or it's, 20, it's 2025, whereas he has him listed Coach Reed does as somebody he wants to get. Okay, when that happens, let me know. I will. I like. I need to meet Peter Warwick. He's one of my all-time favorite college football players. So just see what you can do for me, Michael. I, I will make sure that his name gets brought up. But I'm I'm almost positive that Coach Reed has him on there. Um, I believe he was, along with being uh, a first-team All-American. Wasn't he also a first-team All-American returner? I be, I think he was. I he was a he was an incredible was. returner. I just I know later in his career he didn't do it as much, so I wasn't sure what the yeah. numbers were. Yeah, in college, obviously a freshman and sophomore year you do it the most, but yeah, yeah that's something I certainly can work on getting that done. Um, I certainly I certainly want to see guys like that back here because they're big draws for the Jet Award Gala. You bring a guy back like that or a guy like Devin Hester, uh, you bring those guys back, people want to come see them. Well, and he had, I mean. Obviously not as famous as Johnny Rogers, but he had the Parker Durham for touchdown in the national championship game against Virginia Tech. Like, that's one of the bigger ones in history, too. Yeah, that one, Desmond Howard's obviously, that yep. ended up help winning, a, you know, getting to a national championship kind of game. But, yeah, you, when you get a guy that makes a play like that, and by the way, Johnny had like four or five of them in one year, mm-hmm. um, and they're all exciting, but obviously the one that happens in the game of the century is the one that everybody remembers. But if you go back and you look, he had one against Alabama that was absolutely incredible. Um, I think at one point he had one against Auburn during his career, too. He just he made excitement happen on the field, and that's why we love this award. It's why we love putting these people together, getting here to come to Omaha. We love that Omaha is kind of the, the – we, we are the place for awards, right? Or Nebraska is. Remington, we got the Outland, and we have the Jet Award, which is, which is pretty cool that three out of the top 20 awards are here in Nebraska. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Michael Sevier, the executive director of the Jet Award Foundation. Uh, Michael, before I do want to ask you some, some current football questions, but before we get to that, um, just tell us a little bit about what the foundation does. I know that they obviously present the award, but there's like a nonprofit part of this as well, right? Yeah, it's 2017, uh, we got together and put together a 501c3, trying to figure out the best way to be able to use the money and the funds that we raised with the gala. And it was a great idea to look into the trades because obviously Johnny went to Tech High. For those who don't know, Tech High was the trade high school in Omaha for a long time. 
And so he was like, let's do some of the trades. We got together with Metro. Um, and so every dollar we raise, Metro matches it per dollar. So it costs $10,000 for a student to get the associates at Metro over the course of two years. We raise 5000 They match 5000 That's a scholarship for a young person or someone who's going back to school. Um, and so we've been doing that, raising that money now since 2018. We currently have 140 students on the Johnny Rogers Career Technical Scholarship right now at Metro. We've had almost 100 graduate, and countless others have gone through and gotten certificates as well, whether it is a CDL or an IT or stuff like that. So yeah, we, we're constantly trying to just get people into the trades because it's a shortage, mm-hmm. and we know that you can graduate with no debt, and all of a sudden you're in a job in three or four years where you're making eighty, dollars $100,000, and you have no college debt. So we want more and more young people and more and more people to go into the trades, and, and that's what we do as a foundation. Yeah, and that's a terrific goal. As you said, it's a huge area of need and a huge opportunity for young people to kind of change their situations and improve their lives without having to take on a ton of college debt. So uh, very cool stuff that you're doing there. Um, Michael, I know you're a huge quarterback nerd, so I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to pick your brain on some of these transfer portal quarterbacks a little bit here. Um, have there been any – have you seen any guys – I know we saw Sam Levitt a little bit because he was at Michigan State. Yeah. Um, yeah, are there any of the guys that Nebraska's kind of been talking to, whether it's like a Blake Shapin, a Sam Levitt? Um, I know they talked to Will Howard. I, I don't know if that's a realistic option. I know I'm sure you've seen him. Are there any of the guys that you look at and say, hey, I actually think that guy could be really good at Nebraska? Well, you know, Shapin intrigues me because he went to Evangel High School, which is outside of Shreveport. It's one of the best high schools in the state of Louisiana. Uh, it was created back when I, right when I first got out of high school, so I followed Evangel for years. John David Booty went to school there. Well, all the Booties went there. Um, but a lot of great players that have come out of there, and they run a pro-style system at Evangel. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of us just run the quarterback, and so I knew that kid would be ready when he came out of high school, so I like him. Uh, Levitt's a great athlete. Uh, honestly, Levitt's one of those guys where if he didn't play quarterback, I think he could play wide receiver. I, I honestly think he could with his speed. Uh, Will Howard would be amazing just because of the, the amount of reps he's taken, mm-hmm. and you know he can come in here and run in the offense. My thing is a lot of times is I would almost rather look at, like go to a, a place like Incarnate Word, right, which is an FCS school which runs a great offense that has already shown you they can produce yeah. quarterbacks that you can bring up because it's happened already. Now, currently at Incarnate Word, the star is going to be Richard Torres, so they're not bringing Richard Torres back. But those are the kind of places I would go. I would look FCS. I mean, when you know, I went to Samuelson State, which used to be an FCS school. There's a lot of great talent down there. And a lot of times those guys just either didn't have the grades ready or they didn't quite grow into their bodies yet. You find them after two years in FCS, that's now the new grooming place for quarterbacks, right? So I would look down there more than even so maybe at the FBS level because I think competing, getting convincing them to come to Nebraska where there is no tradition for quarterbacks going to the NFL, mm-hmm. it'd be really difficult to make that even with the NIL money. So I almost think the better place would be to go down to FCS and find a player down there that fits that fits what you want to do and bring them up for maybe a little bit less money and maybe even more upside. So you're a, you're you kind of lean toward the uh, guys with production at lower levels versus the highly touted guys that have production. Is that right? I, I so I like both of those. I like the one where you can go get a guy who is just obviously what's happening in Texas. The kid at Texas makes a lot of sense. He's had three or four starts. He's he's shown what he can do in a couple of games. That's yeah. optimal if you could do that. I'd rather that 
been a guy who's been starting two or three years at a school, but because he's graduated now and he's going, he's basically looking for the money. Yeah. That's what he's going for. All, all those guys who put themselves in the portal the last couple of days, they're looking for the money. That's because there's no reason to leave some of those schools. They're the starter. So right. I don't know if I want that guy as much as I want the guy who is still fighting to be a starter, but realize there's somebody in front of him, maybe high, more highly rated, and he can't get that gig. So him or going down to the level of a guy who's proven it at FCS or even some guys non-Power 5 as well as possible, you could do that. But I, I, I've seen guys in FCS. I watch enough FCS, you know, as being a SAM graduate, that I know there are guys down there that can come up and play. I know they can. Samari Torre came up from Montana, and, and there was no transition whatsoever at wide receiver. I think there's guys at quarterback like that as well. So you talk about you know there's guys in that FCS level that can play up in Nebraska. Is there any name that comes to your mind? Is there anyone that sticks out as a real candidate? I've seen a list of some guys. Um, there's a great list on the Athletic right now that Bruce Feldman did. It was kind of a amalgamation of all their guys getting together and putting together. And there were a couple of FCS guys down there that they mentioned. Um, I don't remember their names currently. Um, but they were kind of overshadowed by all of the big-name guys who are already going into portal. I, that's, that's, I, that's not my job. They have a guy, <laughs> yeah. they have guys on staff that all they do is crunch tape. Yeah. And all you got to do is you crunch tape. There's a lot of tape out there now for FCS. It's, it's, it's not hard like it used to be. You go down there. There are a couple of, a couple of guys at some of the historically black colleges yeah. that are some really good quarterbacks. Now, we talk about Shadir Shanders at Jackson State, and he was unique. But there have been guys that have come through there that I think that's an untapped market. Look down there. You're looking for an athletic quarterback who can both run and throw. They've got some guys down there at that level. Maybe you look down there, too, and see if there's somebody who's willing to come up here to Nebraska and, and help you win. I, I don't have the names, but I know that level, and I know that there are guys down there. Michael, how do you feel about a guy like Kyle McCord, who was the starter, maybe wouldn't be the starter next year, but has, was, I mean, very productive this year, has the talent pedigree. I mean, I assume he's going to be a, a hot commodity, but in terms of guys like that where, you know, maybe it's not a money grab, maybe they're just going to get overtaken by some freshman that they like more. Like, how do you feel about those types of guys? He's really interesting because I think, so in that Michigan game, I know he has the two picks, but he showed me more in that game than he showed me the entire season for Ohio State. He made some throws. He moved in the pocket better. Once he got the jitters out early from the first interception, I thought he looked pretty good. At the same time, you just started for Ohio State for 12, if you stayed for a bowl game, 13 games. I would say to myself, I don't care who they have. I'm beating them out for this job. And I stayed through the spring at least. Right, because I think I don't have to go to the spring, and I don't have to go to another school in the spring and prove myself. I prove myself. I stay through the spring and see if I can win that job and stay at Ohio State. That's what I do if I'm Kyle McCord. But if that's not what he's choosing to do. I certainly like him. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback, but I do believe he is a good enough college quarterback to win you a bunch of games. You have talent around him. And that Michigan game, go back and look. He made four or five throws in there. That I, I don't think he made the entire season. So it's obvious that he can take it to the next level. I just would I would say what what are you doing? Stay at Ohio State. Try to win that gig. It's 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 Ohio State. You win a national championship next year, right? Yeah. Uh, Michael, uh, switching to guys that are leaving college to go to the NFL rather than in the transfer portal. I know that you have 
some very specific things that you look for when you're evaluating quarterbacks. Um, out of the top guys, so like your Drake Mays, Caleb Williams, yep. Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, is there one of those guys that you see some serious red flags on that you're concerned about? Oh, the red flag side. Let me, let me first say real quick about Caleb Williams. I am so tired of the Caleb Williams slander. This is a guy who had zero defense and knew every time he touched the ball he needed to try to score. Mm-hmm. That, is a, that is an immeasurable pressure to put on a quarterback. And it reminds me so much of Mahomes when he came out because Mahomes' defense was worse than yes. what they had at USC. And he knew every time he had to score. So people then broke down the tape and go, well, look, he's trying to make this play when it's not there. Well, yeah, he was, his team was giving up 46 points a game. He had to. Caleb Williams knew he had to do. That kid is going to be great. I love Caleb Williams. I don't care about the fact that he cried with his mom or that he is an intellectual. He is going to be great. Now, so red flags. I worry about the fact that I don't know if Drake Bay's ever really been in a really big game. Like, what is the biggest game that he was in and had to win? I guess you could talk about rivalry games against NC State or when you play a game against uh, Clemson, but has he been in a game where you can point to and go, I know that guy, when it comes to it, can raise his level to be a great NFL quarterback. I don't know that about him. The red flag on Penix, and I I like him a lot, is simply injuries. You you look at the amount of injuries he had in college, and I believe he also was hurt even in high school. That, That seems to always follow you in the NFL, and the next thing you know, that guy's hurt. But in terms of being a precise passer, Penix makes throws at times from both different levels and different paces that I am, I go, wow, I can't believe he made that throw. So he's got all the ability, but the red flag is injuries. I, I don't, it's hard to say I'm going to take a guy that high knowing that he's had those problems. And then Bo Nix, Bo Nix is, you know, part of it's his size. Part of it is that he is, he's kind of a wild man at times in the things he does. <laughs> but Bo Nix, Bo Nix reminds me a lot of a guy who is going to be a backup in the NFL for 10 years going to get a couple chances to start, but I don't think he's ever been a starter in the league. That's Michael Zavir, the executive director of the Jet Awards Foundation. Michael, thank you so much for your time, and uh, I'm sure we'll catch up with you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. See you guys. Bye, Connor. See you later, Michael. That's Michael Zavir, the executive director of the Jet Award Foundation. We are over time here, so we got to go. We'll be back uh, with more Hornet Sports Radio.